You're listening to the Up In Your Business Podcast, Episode 037. On this show, we talk about hating your current situation, pushing past our need for control, and the art of patience. So in that moment, I chose here and now instead of there and when it's right. Welcome to the Up In Your Business Podcast building you to do business better. This show is about intention, transparency, and insights from business professionals sharing their personal business. Discover what they've learned the hard way so you don't have to. Empowering a new breed of self-aware leadership. Here's your host, Angus Nelson. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Up In Your Business podcast, building you to do business better. I'm your host, Angus Nelson, and if this is your first time visiting, so great to have you here. Uh, The past couple of weeks, um, I have been hearing people talking about this thing called patience, how difficult it is, especially when being patient in the process of blank. Fill in that blank with whatever you want. And so I thought I'd do a little recording here of some of my thoughts because I obviously have, if you know my story, uh, you know that I've been through a lot of opportunities to be very, very patient. And, you know, whether it's uh, patience in getting healthy, patience in finding a new job, patience in finding a life partner, maybe it's personal growth, patience in an expected outcome because this is not what I had planned. It's not going the way that I imagined it would, and this is taking so much longer than I think it should, and I'd love to do this differently if I could. Have you ever been there? Let me tell you, patience, well, that thing is a really crappy invention. And the folks that say things like, patience is the virtue, makes me want to punch them in the throat. Because I've been through situations that hurt my heart really, really bad. And situations where I wanted things to be different. I wanted things to change. But they weren't changing on my timeline. They weren't changing in my expected direction. So patience, it becomes a critical component to just about anything and everything. So I want to tell you a couple of stories. My first marriage, I was about to turn 30 years old. Both my brothers, uh, they were already married and starting to have kids. And I'm in a distant relationship with a lovely young lady in California while I'm living in Wisconsin. And we'd already been dating for about a year or so. And things were progressing nicely, but slowly. And then there was that fact that she was in California. So one day, um, a different girl with a pretty smile walked into my workplace, and uh, long story short, I break up with the long-distance relationship and start dating Pretty Smile. And within just a few months, Pretty Smile and I are engaged. Four months later, we're married. And within about 90 days, I knew I'd made a terrible mistake. And of course, there's no 90-day warranty on these kind of things, so what do you do? Well, I persevered, um, as you know, you think you should, and after two years, 
we ended in divorce. And much of it was fueled by even more of my own lack of patience. So in that moment, I chose here and now instead of there and when it's right. How many of us rush into a relationship simply because that other person has a pulse and pays some attention to me? Well, we won't go into that. That's not the topic of this conversation. Um, I want to go into a next story also related to this. And I know it's hard for you to believe, perhaps, but I used to have hair and I used to be a model. And uh, one day I got a call from my agent He said, come on down to Chicago. Um, I have a fantastic opportunity uh, that uh, you could be the face of a nationwide furniture brand. And I was ecstatic, to say the least. So I I, I showed up for the audition. I'm sitting on one side of the table with about five or six other executives on the other side of the table. I'm maybe 20... I don't know, 26 years old at this time, and I am nervous as hell, obviously, right? So the pressure, the thoughts, the imaginations, I am so nervous. So for whatever reason, I'm seeing myself responding to their questions with an element of like bravado and machismo, and I'm cocky, I'm I'm flirty, and I'm over the top with quote-unquote confidence, which, of course, only really telegraphed uh, my high level of insecurity. It made it that much more obvious. And what transpired was something kind of out of a movie scene where I was watching myself, you know, like in slow motion, I'm crash and burn, and like my arms are flailing in front of me trying to slow down, and I'm like, I'm trying to back out of disaster. Needless to say, I didn't get the role. And in that moment, in my desperation to make a name for myself and to stop working at Applebee's, I wanted it so bad that I sabotaged the great opportunity. One more story for you. When I was a stay-at-home dad, this is years later, obviously. And I was trying to get into the workforce and bring mama home. I was trying to bring my wife home where she wanted to be. She wanted to be with the kids. Um, and I feel like I was, if I got that job, that I would in some way be contributing to the financial flow for the family, um, which again is a whole nother conversation about male uh, psyche. Um, but I wanted to be, you know, in that role. And I, I got a call from a company with a potential to turn into a full-time gig. It was a contract role, um, but again, with the opportunity to go full-time. So instead of quoting them the price that I felt was accurate or the quote I would normally give someone uh, that price, I came out with a lower bid, a lower number, so that I could get the chance to prove myself. And that's what I was thinking. You know, I'll get in the door, do really well, and then secure a full-time gig. That company then countered my already low number uh, requesting a discount, which because I was so um, desperate for the job, I happily gave them the discount. Again, with the thought that this was going to lead to a bigger opportunity. Well, at the end of the contract, there was no opportunity. 
In fact, I later found out that this company had no real intention of offering one. They simply needed a hired gun in a clutch situation, and I was that sucker. Not only did I not get the job, but I also undersold myself and my self-worth at 40% of what I should have been paid. I was so impatient that I chose, like I said before, here and now instead of there and when it's right. I settled for a Kia instead of waiting for the Lexus. And when we're in tough situations, the very last thing we want to do is be patient. We want now. We want immediate. We need resolve. In those moments, our emotions and our pride, our finances, our relationships, all of those become critically strained in the midst of these kinds of crisis. But here's the thing. A crisis, if not handled appropriately, causes us to create more of what we already have. Chaos creates more chaos. So think about this. Patience is actually not the real struggle here. That's simply what we call it. When we want our bagel to be toasted so we can rush out the door and off to wherever we're trying to go, that's a test of patience. However, if we want a new job, if we're trying to launch a business and secure financing, or we're trying to find our lover, or we're trying to get recognized, these are actually issues of control. In that moment, we feel like we can't do anything about that situation. We're out of control. And we will do whatever's necessary to try and rein that control back. So when you feel desperate or angry or confused or wounded or pressured, in that impatience, you are setting yourself up to only make bad decisions. You're trying to control something that you have very little control over. And if you can't control the situations, oftentimes what you'll do is you'll try and control the people around you. You'll become irritable. You'll become annoying. You'll become controlling of your spouse or your partner. Like It just creates more chaos. And I know what that's like. I've lived that story. I know that feeling of no money and you can't pay your bills. It's stinking debilitating. And like making you want to curl up and vomit you feel incredibly small. When you're in that place, it's crippling. I know the feeling of hating your job or your manager, and you can't quit because you got nowhere to go. You can't find a new job because you're trying to work the job you hate, and you can't make a scene about any of it with anyone because the company you're with, you might get blackballed and sabotage yourself from another opportunity, or you just get fired altogether with no solution in place. Or maybe it's a bad relationship, poor health, bankruptcy, sick children, loss of a loved one. 
These are really hard things to walk out on a daily basis. Yet in all of this, I want you to know one thing. You have this one thing. You have today. You see, in this moment, you can't do anything about the past. And you also can't manipulate the future. (laughs) As hard as we may think we possibly can. We only have today. And if you can separate yourself from the emotion and from the pain, especially the connection to your plan of, of your expected outcome or timing, then you can begin to focus on the things you actually have influence over. Your attitude, your perspective, your optimism, your objectivity, your sense of value and purpose. All of these become easier to reconnect when you can come out from underneath the anxiety. So dialing back this internal struggle, that's where you're going to gain the ability to actually see options. You think clearer and you perceive more objectively. That inner struggle that makes you feel less than, you know, that makes you feel out of control, that just is mounting anxiety, that's when you're sensing a feeling of lack. And that sense of lack brings a poverty mentality. It, it robs you of energy. It robs you of all the good things in life. And it makes you compare and criticize and tear down those around you. It's, it's, so, it's so debilitating and it's so sabotaging. However, When you feel gratitude and generosity bubbles up and you can feel appreciation for what you have, those around you, the love that you feel, the relationships, the connections of people that might be close to you, and that's when you're really actually finding out who those true family and friends are. And in that, you also find peace and serenity. This all is a sense of abundance. So understand this, lack creates more lack. Abundance creates more abundance. So ultimately, I believe that the art of patience is really in being present. You have today. Go take a walk. Kiss your loved ones. Enjoy that moment and breathe. Remember all that you have, what you value, and what you cherish in life. And this will put you in a mindset of abundance. And when you can connect to abundance in this moment, again, you see clearer. And you can think more creatively. You can see options. You can see opportunity. And you can be a little bit more inspired. And if you continue to fuel that and build that fire, it will grow and grow and grow. And opportunities will present themselves because even in the midst of your crisis, you stand strong, you live bold, and people take notice. And you can connect to the right decisions for you and your family. 
That's the difference between abundance and lack. Abundance mindsets keeps you present. Lack, (laughs) that puts you in everything else. Oh, remember the good old days, or wasn't it great when, or man, if I would have only, or you're in the future. I'll be happy when, I'll get to this and then I'll be happy. If I could only have that, and either one of those, the present, that's abundance. Lack, that's the future, that's the past. Neither one of those help you today. Abundance. Now, I'm not a doctor or a clinical therapist or anything like that, but I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you that if after trying to stay present and you find yourself still wrestling to find these things that are important, to find these things that are of value, you have possibly some kind of either an issue with fixation and you're fixated on those negative things of that pain or it's possible you're wrestling with chemical issues in your brain known as depression or elements or layers of depression and I want you to know my family uh, we have had people members in our family that have suffered with depression and when they got treated for it it was like night and day and if that's you if you are in that place where it just feels dark That's a very real and serious matter. And I want to encourage you, that does not mean you're broken. It just means that things need a little help. And I encourage you to go seek the proper place to help you. There's programs that can help walk you through those kinds of situations, even if you only have limited resources. So please search that out if that describes you. So let me summarize as I begin to wrap this up. Life is hard. Um, It is not static. It is dynamic. Challenges will come. And some of these challenges are simply a matter of life itself. And others are actually self-imposed. But when you learn to live in the present, And learn to think with an abundant mindset. And if necessary, get the help you need. Things change. And this last part is this. Be easy on yourself. Be kind. Stop trying to force your own agenda and time frame on everything and everyone. Again, the process of life is dynamic and there will be sensational days and there will also be crappy days. (laughs) But my hope is that you'll have way more of those sensational days and you're way more right now, no matter what you're experiencing, you are more valuable than what you might be feeling in this moment. So do what you can do today. Then let your smart choices and your healthy motivations and your proper perspective pave the way into your tomorrow. I love you and I believe in you. Well, I hope that speaks to you today. 
And if not today, you may need to come back to this in the future. And that's what it's for, an encouragement, something to help you through this. If you want to reach out to me, please come and find me on Twitter. You can find me at Angus Nelson. That's at A-N-G-U-S-N-E-L-S-O-N. You can find any of these links in show notes uh, for this episode at AngusNelson.com forward slash 037. I'd also like to encourage you to come to our Facebook group, our private Facebook group. Uh, You can find simply by typing in Up In Your Business Private Group into your Facebook search bar. I also have a link in the show notes for that. Do you struggle meeting new people, attending events, and networking? I've created an ebook to give you confidence, helping you connect with credibility and effectiveness. And if you want a free copy of that ebook, you can simply go to angusnelson.com forward slash networking. I'm your host, Angus Nelson. Go ahead and tell your friends because the greatest compliment you can give is a referral to someone else, either by giving it in person or sharing it on the webs. On the webs. Either way, it's going to be much appreciated. Let's get more people involved in this community. So keep taking your business up and getting up in your own business. Live intentionally, love extravagantly, and lead with self-awareness. Be amazing. Thanks for listening to the Up In Your Business podcast with Angus Nelson. Find more at upinyourbusiness.co. Remember, that's .co, not com. <laughs>